0: Yo, pot. This is Meat Mitch, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Start
1: the game!
2: Let's go! We'll do it live. Okay. Well, do it live! I can, I'll can. write it, and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect
0: barbecue, you use wood.
2: Are you sure you say
0: whatever? We put the lighter fluid on,
2: strike your match, and... Oh.
0: Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. It is a show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. The barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. Should you see fit to jump in on the show tonight?
2: Via email, via text message, via phone call, here's how you do it. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966 email Greg at the BBQ Central show dot com on the Twitter and Instagrams at bbQ Central show
0: anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website the BBQ Central show dot com. and here's what's happening coming up in about 12 minutes from now if you didn't know the world Food Championships edition of 2019 is now in the books, albeit not the final table of ten, but they were derived, that being those ten, this past weekend in Dallas, Texas. And I have a lady that had quite the successful weekend on the barbecue side, also on the Firewoman's Challenge side, all things that we will get to in the course of our segment together. And that is from Team Chupacabra. I will be talking with Jackie Milligan, first-timer of the show. Then, we will welcome back a longtime friend of show. When you look at jobs within this industry, and there are few full-time jobs, really, this guy is compensated for his time. He is a W-2 employee, so it's not just some contractor. This is a real, live employee of somebody. Somebody contributing to the live fire industry in a great way. Somebody who's had a number of great write-ups here as of late. And well-earned, of course. And somebody who we all think that, boy, if we had his job, wouldn't that be great? I am, of course, talking about a guy who nickname is the Keeper of the Flame over at AmazingRibs.com. Max Good rejoins the show. Looking forward to catching up with Max, and we have a specific cooker that we will be spending the lion's share of our time on. It is a Kamado-style cooker, and really, when you compare it to all the other Kamado cookers on the market, that's where the likenesses end. Kamado-style cooker. After that, throw it all out the window. It is of a different ilk, it is of a different material, it is of a different cost stratosphere. So let me just say this. If you have quite a substantial amount of money, and there's few of us. I mean, I make tens of thousands of dollars from the show. So this is something I could go out and buy three and four of, not even think twice about it. But if you are like me and you are just rich, then you're going to want to stay tuned for the 9.35 segment as I talk with Max Good about this particular cooker. Also, we will talk about the meetup that's still under reservations. Is that right? Taking reservations? Not under reservations. Taking reservations for 2020 next summer in Memphis. So we'll talk to Max about that. And then there's also a 3-in-1 Cuisinart Grill, I think we might talk about depending on if time allows or not remember if mac gets uh max gets a little long in the tooth you blow the horn on max right that's right we do that but we'll see he's been really good the last couple times i think because he knows that's in tow just in case he starts to get a long in the tooth then we will move to the second hour and it is the fourth tuesday of the month and you know what that means it means we are going to refire The Embedded correspondence segment with the longest-running correspondent of the show, Doug Scheiding from Texas, also Steve Ray from Uluwa, Tennessee, and then we also have David Huff from Oklahoma, and rounding out the panel of four and executive producer of the Best Moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less, John Solberg from the state of Michigan. And we have a number of topics to bally who about, not the least of which is... The World Food Championships. Also, finally, we will get to reviewing Subway barbecue sandwiches that are uh, authentically pit smoked. We will also talk about the long time, uh, long time out. We also talk about the item that has been out for much longer from Arby's, which is the Smokehouse brisket sandwich. And then we will compare and contrast and ultimately pick a winner for us and see if we, by picking our own individual winners, come to a quorum on who the overall winner might be, Subway or Arby's. I can tell you right now, mine will not be Arby's. It's a piece of shit sandwich, and I'm just going to leave it at that because we have all next hour to talk about. So there you go, 216 Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. If you are not following me socially yet, please do it on the Instagram and Twitter at BBQ Central Show, slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook, which is where you can also get a live video feed here. Also, live video on YouTube Live, if you are so inclined. Uh, that also has a little bit more of an easier chat role for me to follow. So go ahead and jump over to YouTube if you want, or leave a comment on Facebook. I'll get to it after the show. Email from. Some dude named Tim in Pittsburgh. Being from Cleveland, emails coming from Pittsburgh immediately. I'm standoffish. Here we go. Greg, I was listening to the podcast this past weekend on a road trip with the family and heard Robin Lindar say that DivaQ wanted to fight her. Any idea what happened? Get
2: that stuff out of here.
0: Thanks, Tim and the Berg. Well, Tim and the Berg. Let me ask you this question, Tim. Do you not listen to the show? I feel like I'm talking with Steve from Tennessee. Robin did not. Andrew, you are not the fire. Robin did not. And I repeat, did not. Andrew, you are not the oh Did not say the DVQ wanted to fight her. Please go back and re-listen. When I asked her about how she viewed the relationships between her and other women in the Life's Fire space, and it was, was it more supportive or was it more divisive? She said, more divisive. Then, she willingly gave an example where she was at the same event that Danielle was at, and every person that was also working there besides those two was running it back to Robin that Danielle seemed to be shocked that Robin was there, not in a complimentary way. That's what happened. She never said that Diva wanted a piece of her. She never said she wanted a piece of Diva. I did mention that we might see a steel cage match in the future, very tongue-in-cheek, offhanded, off the cuff, to which she said, and I quote, well, we all know who would win that fight, close quote. So just to be clear, Robin did not. Andrew, you are not the fighter. Right. Robin did not say the diva wanted to fight her. Again, nor does Robin fancy a fist dance with Danielle. Nobody fighting anybody. That's not going to happen. And to be quite honest, I don't know what was going down at that specific event three or four years ago. But I don't think Danielle even thinks about other women in the space at this point. Either from a friendly standpoint or from a confrontational standpoint. I don't think she thinks about any other women in the live fire space at this point in her career. Just my thought, my own take on that. But I don't think she's spending one second wasting her time about worrying or wondering or trying to survive. If any other woman in the live fire industry right now likes or dislikes her. Also, to jump on Robin's bandwagon, if Danielle and I got in a fight, I think we would all know who would win that fight. Uh-oh. Not me. Okay, I'm not trying to cross Danielle ever, ever. She's uh, very firm to the guns, if you know what I mean. So I will always try to stay on the good side of Danielle. But again, I don't think she's thinking about anybody. Hard worker, grinding it out every day, teaching barbecue, grilling, like Robin is. So, you know, as much as we all want to see the cage match, I don't really think that's going to happen. But, you know, you ne- I never want to say never. But Tim, please go back and listen to the show last week and get your facts straight. Listen to the show. Not only be a fan of the show, listen to the show. Actively listen. Key component in being a good sales guy. Speaking of good sales guys and good humans, let me talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one stop online shop for all things barbecue, a curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies. Get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. They have great championship rubs and seasonings. Popular flavors like Money and Sweet Money and Cattle Prod and Double Secret Steak Rub and Cash Cow and Little loose Season Salt. The list goes on. 13, actually, perfectly balanced seasonings to transform your meals from ordinary into extraordinary. They also have a great partnership with Steph Franklin over at Simply Marvelous Barbecue. Put those two together, and now you got the West Coast offense. All the teams are using it. All the teams are winning with it. They also own Granny's Barbecue Sauce, so if you want to try something out of the norm that's really good, try that. Aside from the rubs and sauces, they got great cookers for you to buy. Check out the Mac 2 Star General Pellet Grill if you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use. Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer, and even offers special packages. Not a fan of pellet smokers? All right. Take a look at the Old Hickory Ace BP. It's the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer, and that's saying something. Not sure of what grill you need? Fine. Call 877-828-0727 and ask all and any questions. They will make sure that you get the cooker that you want that fits both your cooking level and your checkbook. 877-828-0727 or shop the website, BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A-Smokers.com. In fact, I owe Sterling a call, actually. We've got to catch up. Try and get him on the business hours tomorrow. In the meantime, we will chase down Jackie Milligan as we get ready to talk a little World Food Championships and success. Stick around. We'll be right back.
2: Casting live from the barbecue central show studios in cleveland ohio you're listening to the barbecue central show once again here's your host greg rampey
0: this portion of the show being brought to you by butchers barbecue makers of award-winning injections marinades rubs seasonings barbecue sauces grilling oils and a whole new line of products that he had talked about a week or two ago all Butcher barbecue products tested on the competition circuit As well as in backyards worldwide, be the pitmaster of your neighborhood and visit ButcherBBQ.com to stock up now. Always trust your butcher. What? All right. Uh. My first guest tonight, fresh off a great week in Dallas at the 2019 World Food Championships where there was a lot of winning and a lot of high overall finishes. We go ahead and race to the hotline and welcome first-timer to the show, Jackie Milligan. Hey, Jackie. Hi.
1: Hello, Glennie. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, thank you for joining me this evening. Very excited to have you for the first time. So before we talk about World Food Championships and, uh, I guess, some barbecue competition stuff in general, uh, just a little background about you, where you're home based out of, and if live fire is something you kind of grew up around. <laughs> uh,
1: well, I actually live in a small town called Poteet, uh just outside San Antonio, with my husband, Tim, who also happens to be my teammate, And we have a 17-year-old son who also happens to be a competitive cook with us, too. Wow.
0: So we are, Um, I mean, you're literally keeping it in the family when it comes to competition barbecue.
1: Yeah. It's a family sport. We've been doing this together for the past, well, with Team Chupacabra for the past two years. And we're we're just loving it. We travel all over Texas doing competitions, and we've proven ourselves to be a really good team.
0: Jackie, how do you guys first get introduced to competition barbecue? Is it just one of those things where because you're from Texas, it's just around, or uh, does your husband introduce (laughs) you to it and you just Mm -hmm. take a liking to it? It's got to be an interesting story.
1: No, actually, my husband started – Helping a fellow friend of his from work, they started their own team years ago, and I I wasn't ever interested in being outside because it it gets hot over here. Yeah, no doubt. And I, <laughs> I would just roll in right around awards time for the ceremonies. And when my son was old enough to start competing, um, Tim said, "Let's enter him." So I would have to show up at competitions at an earlier time, and it was just really boring for me. So um, so Tim actually encouraged me to start doing the dessert categories, which I did, and I won first place right off the bat. Wow. And, so, <laughs> and so I built confidence and then entered chef's choice categories, and I'd take first places everywhere. everywhere we went. And so I just set my fears aside to jump right into a full-blown IBCA three-meat event. And I was just blown away because I got reserve grand champion on my very first IBCA event.
0: Well, it sounds like there's some real culinary chops that are behind you, uh, whether you were fashioning them at home or you just kind of have that God-given gift. So are you guys competing as... One singular team, or are the three of you guys going out as individuals and competing against each other?
1: It's really hard when we compete against each other because we get in each other's way when we're competing against each other. Um, At first, it was just Tim on his own, and when the opportunity for me to um, be head cook for Team Chupacabra with Chupacabra Rubs... I uh, I take the lead and he set aside his I guess cooking competitions to to focus on me mm-hmm. and and he became my teammate with helping me pick which cooks we were gonna do and and how our plan of attack was and he even added an extra pit on our trailer. We have a pit maker mm-hmm. um pit and he had, he added the safe it would be easier for me to cook on which i i love it
0: jackie do we do we want to answer the tough question that i'm going to ask of uh, who's the better cook tim or you
1: <laughs> oh, his brisket always outshines my brisket but i think i have more gc's than he does
0: Ooh, all right ownership right there we call that scoreboard in cleveland that's where i come from Uh, All right, so let's go ahead and talk a little bit about World Food Championships. I guess first let's just start from uh, a high level. Are you a consistent uh, event enterer at World Food Championships, or was this your first time down?
1: This is my second year. Uh, Last year we did the Alabama Orange uh, Orange Beach uh, WFC, and we did really good. Uh, We did EAT and IBCA, and I did the Fire and Ice Uh,
0: women's um, challenge. How do you compare Orange Beach to Dallas? I mean, certainly two different places for any number of reasons, but did you seem to like one better than the other just from an aesthetics and an appearance standpoint?
1: Well, when we did Orange Beach, it felt like I was on my honeymoon because we had a condo on the beach, and it was just the weather was just beautiful um so i'm I'm more partial to Orange Beach than Dallas. Dallas is definitely closer to us mm-hmm. uh but i I really like the food <laughs> seafood is one of my favorites, and um uh, I much prefer. Alabama's Orange Beach to Reunion Tower. You, there was a lot of walking in Dallas, and and over at Orange Beach, it was like you're walking on the beach <laughs> when you get home.
0: We're talking with Jackie Milligan from Chupacabra or Team Chupacabra, and we're uh, getting into the World Food Championships that happened this past uh, weekend and uh, subsequent week before that. So uh, now I had heard from a couple different barbecue competitors that the setup in Dallas. Uh, seemed to be an, at a point where they f- they felt like the barbecue teams were a little bit of an afterthought. And that's kind of a thing I've heard year after year, even when it rolled all the way back to Las Vegas. But as you were somebody that was there, did you have a similar mindset, or did you think they were uh, pretty accommodate? I
1: don't know. I didn't have any problems with them. Uh, they still need to work out a couple of kinks. Uh, but since it's their first year in Dallas, I guess they'll learn from... From the event and how things kind of should be handled, but um i I was happy there. everything was held in the uh, the lawn area, and the barbecue teams were all alongside the uh the street area so um yeah, there's some things they need to work on, but being their first year, that's totally understandable.
0: Uh, it wouldn't deter you from going back to Dallas again next year. I'm sorry. It wouldn't deter you to go back to Dallas again next year.
1: No, it it would not. I'd go back. I loved the eat category. That seems to be my favorite, <laughs> and I did really well with eat barbecue. So um, I'm excited to do it again if given the opportunity.
0: All right, so let's talk about that. Let's get into the eat barbecue. So this year, and and it seems to have evolved over the course of the years. There was KCBS contest uh, for. number of years and that's all it was and then it kind of uh, evolved into a kcbs and an ibca and then the kcbs was dropped i think this is the second or third year that there is now an ibca and an eat portion and uh, eat is the uh, the methodology that they use to determine uh, how they're judging stuff so uh let's talk about that eat portion first Uh, what does it involve and what do you turn in and i was supposed to ask you specifically to make sure that you tell us the names of your dishes because evidently they're uh, pretty um creative.
1: Oh yes, Michael McDreamy is what we call him. He told he says hi. He told me to tell you to say hi. And uh, yes, I I love the eat portion. It eat uh execution, appearance and taste. And oh, uh, all of my dishes The appearance was spot on. Um, For our rib uh, category, we scored a perfect 100, and we were so proud of it. I wish I had more pictures, but time just slipped by, and I just, we were just so busy, and and even though we had the time, it it just slipped us, and we didn't get as many pictures as we we wish we could have.
0: So, is this a rib that you would turn in at a traditional uh, IBCA or or some other kind of barbecue competition rib, or is it a different rib altogether?
1: No, no, it's the same. Our same recipes that we do do for IBCA is what we turned in. Nothing, nothing was any different. We we used the same seasonings, injections, rubs, um, but that rib for eat it was. Spot on, and I knew it. We, I felt it. Um, you just know when you have a winning rib. Everything was great, and I actually had help from another team that uh, uh, friends of ours that were not doing the eat portion of it. Um, Lisa and Fong Wong, they came and they uh, they made their special. Coleslaw, which is amazing, mm-hmm. and I I believe that blew that dish out of the park.
0: Really, nice.
1: Yeah, it was it was that good.
0: So you you guys actually win the eat portion of the barbecue contest, correct?
1: We did. We we got we won first overall in the eat portion, and for IBCA we placed third overall, which was i outstanding. That. It was like a dream come true.
0: So are they taking a certain number from EAT and a certain number from IBCA in order to make an overall top 10? Is it five from each?
1: Uh, they took the top five mm-hmm. from EAT, and they took the top five from IBCA, and since I already had my, uh, I guess, qualifying, since I, I reached top five for the first at EAT, that they uh, bumped up sixth place from ibca mm-hmm. to to fill yeah. in uh to make top 10 to the overall grand finale
0: and then in the top 10 they resort back to just the eat they eat uh judging methodology yes.
1: yep. yeah they did yeah and they the uh yeah, they had their uh we had to cook uh, bison. So I practiced bison, but then last minute, they changed it to three different types of steak, which kind of threw me for a loop because I had a plan. I knew what I was going to do. I had all my ingredients. And so uh, last minute, all we did is we're going to just stick to our plan and just swap out the meat for the steak portion of it. And um so for the uh, grand finale... We did San Antonio Street Tacos, and we decorate our platter with a Mexican heritage of Dia de los Muertos, which is, means Day of the Dead. So we were dedicating our turn-ins to those loved ones and families that have passed away, which is coming up November 1st. Really? Yeah, yeah. So our... Our dish had a theme to it. It really meant something. It was really dear to our heart, and we loved the way it looked. I also, I just wish I had taken more pictures.
0: Next time you got to hire a, a photographer to follow you guys around all day, so that way you don't even I have to worry guess. about taking pictures, right? Wow. I
1: Yes. so. I guess we do.
0: <laughs> so was the switching out of the proteins tantamount to some kind of a TV-type thing where it's like, oh, now you got to cook something with this, where they're telling you it's one thing, but then they switch out another? Or did they not have enough bison and they decided to, to make do with steak?
1: Um, you know, I wasn't real clear why they had to switch it out, but I guess they didn't feel confident with um, the amount of bison they were going to be given to the cookers, so mm. they... They went with the, uh, I would think, a better selection of meat because mm-hmm. bison is so hard to cook, and we were going to grind it up and mix it with bacon grease. So that was really good, but it is a much denser meat, much harder to cook.
0: Now, if I'm being critical, steak isn't really barbecue, right?
1: No, but we turned it into barbecue. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, now, so. Uh- From a barbecue standpoint, you win the eat your top. Well, you win the eat your top three in IBCA. So either way, you were going to qualify for the top ten. You finish eighth overall in the top ten. By the way, if you look at the top ten, there's a uh, vast amount of highly ranked barbecue competition teams that are out there right now. So eighth overall is certainly tremendous. Were you disappointed at all with the final result, or uh, are you pretty good with it?
1: No, I we loved what we turned in. I I wouldn't have changed a thing.
0: Let's talk quickly about the uh, Fire Woman Challenge, which is a little different than the Fire and Ice had been in years past. So a uh, little background about what that entailed and uh, obviously uh, another good competition for you.
1: Yeah, that was that was amazing. I, I felt so comfortable doing it. I felt like I was cooking amongst friends. It was great. To, to me, I think that was the easiest comp I did out of the eat and the finale and IBCA. I was most comfortable and relaxed in the grilling challenge. Hmm.
0: So were you? Uh, what were you cooking? Because from what I understand, you guys were allowed to uh, bring a, a dish that you guys had practiced and, and turn that in, almost like a signature type dish.
1: Yes, and that's what I turned in. I turned in my signature dish. Um, I called it Texas Date Night, and it was a, a beef tenderloin um, and a uh, stuffed. Bacon wrapped shrimp. I stuffed it with um, cream cheese and crushed pineapple and pickled jalapenos, and I had a mango barbecue sauce on it. It was really, really good. Um, alongside with um, uh, tri colored potatoes, onions, and carrots, and I did it all on on the bull grill, which is an amazing grill. I I wish I had one at home. I love cooking on that thing.
0: So, it's you, and is it four other ladies? Uh,
1: it was, yeah, it was actually three other ladies. The fifth lady, Tina Cannon, mm-hmm. great friend of mm-hmm. mine, she was not able to make it last minute, and so, um, I was really looking forward to competing against her again. Um, it was her, uh, Heather, senior, Robin was there, she did great, um, and, uh, uh Christina Christina Fitzgerald, I believe yep, her name right, is. Right. She was there and all amazing women. All amazing women.
0: So uh if the folks don't know, you come out on top, you win this, right?
1: I won it, yes. Yep. I was I was ha- I was so happy the way everything turned out. Um I didn't realize I had to get up on stage and give a short <laughs> I guess <laughs> talk to the crowd. Uh, so it, it was a little nerve wracking, but I pushed through it. And I had fun with it. It was, it was. I loved it. It was great.
0: And it sounds like it was a very successful twenty nineteen World Food Championships for Team Chupacabra. Where are you guys going to be competing at next? Either as a group or uh, perhaps three individuals.
1: Uh, as a group, uh, we'll be in Waxahachie for the IBCA Showdown coming up in two weeks, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, near dallas again so it's about four and a half hours from from our home
0: and then do you guys have plans to be competing individually or uh, not for the foreseeable future
1: um so far we like what we're doing right now it seems to work well for us we do at least two comps a month and that keeps us pretty busy
0: All right, well, it's uh, Jackie Milligan from Team Chupacabra. She won the Firewoman uh, Challenge. She won the EAT portion of the barbecue competition, third overall in the IBCA, eighth overall when it was all said and done. Jackie, great first showing. Really appreciate the recap of the weekend. Continued success.
1: Thank you so much, Greg. Really appreciate the time.
0: You got it. There she is. Jackie Milligan (laughs) from Team Chupacabra. And talking about what a uh, was a extremely successful weekend. won the eat portion, folks. Won it, perfect one hundred on the rib. Third overall, IBCA. Did you did anybody take a look at the teams? IBCA, by the way. Did anybody take a look at the top ten? Holy moly, those were some pretty badass folks. Let me tell you that. So, Jackie did very well and winning the Firewoman's Challenge, which means Robin did not win. And we will be getting a recap from her in about three weeks' time on what happened down there from her vantage point. All right, Max Good coming up out of the break before we get to Max and talking about a new type of Kamado-style cooker. I'll talk to you about the Barbecue Guru. Maybe you want to consider getting a Barbecue Guru to put on this brand new ceramic style type cooker that Max and I are going to be talking about. Barbecue Guru has always believed that outdoor cooking should be easy and fun because it can be. Especially with the monolith Barbecue Guru edition grill. Speaking of Kamado cookers. Monolith is the world's first temperature-controlled smoker with a built-in power draft fan. This means smarter control and greater freedom with automatic temperature control. This is the ceramic cooker that has a built-in power draft fan already in the bottom of it. So if you have a controller, a guru controller, wire it to the fan. Away you go. You're set up and ready. Also, that cooker comes with a veritable cornucopia. Of cooking accessories, the nests, the diverter plates, the hooks, the ash things. All the stuff that some of these other manufacturers want to nickel and dime you for. Bob does not believe in any of that. He wants to give you a lot of value with the price that you're paying. And that's why you want to consider the monolith if you're in the market for a ceramic style cook. Easily choose your cooking time and temperature. Let the monolith do the work of a sous chef or a barbecue pit master. With minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill. You can serve the tastiest, juiciest meals each and every time. And it doesn't get easier than that. If you have any questions or you want to peruse some of their other products offerings, hit up the website, BBQGuru.com. That's BBQGuru.com. Or you can call them 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. And the barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology smoking joe i was not going to ask her if she knew you because if she said no i did not want you to hang yourself Uh i'm thinking about you pal thinking about you not thinking about me i'm thinking about me thinking about you max good coming up stick around we'll be right back
2: Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey.
0: All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. If you would like to order some, if you would like to peruse their flavors, if you want to see what else they have, go to CookinPellets.com, C-O-O-K-I-N-Pellets.com. You can also check out Amazon.com if you want as well. Hey, Max Good from Amazing Ribs is in tonight to talk about a newly released Kamato style cooker. And this one not only looks to break performance records, as it relates to these style cookers, might break the bank as well. we race to the hotline and welcome in the keeper of the flame at AmazingRibs.com. That is, of course, Max Good. Hey, Max, how are you, pal? Hey, good to see you again, Greg. Happy to be seen, as always, Max. And uh, we have a couple different items here to talk about tonight. The Not the least of which is this, uh, we all love ceramic cookers. I think over the years, Big Green Egg is synonymous as, as the Kleenex, if you will, of ceramic cookers. Although I think Kamado <laughs> Joe has really made a push to uh, become yeah, the new the, Kleenex yeah, yeah. Uh, that Big Green Egg is. Uh, commonly known as, but there's been plenty of other manufacturers that have shown up across the landscape over the last handful of years. But this one is, a, so as I was saying in the open, Kamado-style cooker by description, but really after that is a mold-breaker in many respects.
3: Uh, true enough. Um, I, they're calling it a Kamado, and I think that's a reasonable thing to do, but it's rectangular. It's very deep in the body. Um, The venting system is quite different from other Kamados. I I I thought that it reminded me of the portable kitchen grills, the way it's configured, rectangular, with corresponding intake and exhaust dampers at the bottom on each side, and at the top on each side. And I posed that to the designer, and he said, well, that's an interesting thing, but he said he had not thought of it. He just basically agreed with their design. Um, it is gorgeous. It's 6000 bucks. What do you expect from Kalamazoo? You know?
0: That's who makes it, is Kalamazoo.
3: Yeah, they, they make very expensive, very beautiful stuff. Um, I, I see you're scrolling through this. Uh, that, that wood you might notice, I, th- I think they put that beautiful wood on there to yeah. kind of bring it around a little. Well, just it is gorgeous, but um, you know, since they didn't go ceramic, which makes sense for them, and we can talk about that later, uh, I think they wanted to bring uh, this more earthy kind of feel in. Well, that's just my speculation, but that's a uh, Ipe wood from brazil oh, well i mean I, think,
0: I mean you can only have so much stainless steel before it becomes let's say gaudy to a certain degree so adding that uh, ipe or ipewood or whatever the hell you just call it, that kind of <laughs> sets it off a little bit gives it a little uh hint of outdoorsiness, a little less pretentious perhaps but uh, i like i like the i like the change of pace with that wood
3: yeah well it 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 certainly is appealing um, you know they make the most elite expensive outdoor kitchens we're talking about cabinets drawers kegerators, sinks, the whole bit you know and uh, it is gorgeous stuff and I, and they they wanted to go with their forte rather than try to get into the ceramic business they just said well we're stainless steel guys so let's do it hmm. And uh, this is what they came up with. Uh, it's it's very different. Obviously, the rectangular shape is different. Uh, there's a there are oval shaped Kamados like Primo, which yep. also uh, there's some, there's big changes with them. Uh, and uh, the are also incredibly expensive Komodo Kamados. Some of them are are uh, oval shaped as well and what we like about that and what we like about this one in theory uh, although the theory has sort of been tested in many ways uh, is is that that instead of the round configuration when you have a rectangular or oval shape you're it's it's more conducive to setting up a two zone setup which is something that we gripe about the round, Kamados. It can be done with conniptions and somersaults and all this, and of course the super extra extra large ones are easy to do, But but this is just kind of built more for two-zone setups, and with those intake and exhaust dampers configured the way they are, uh, it's even um, going to be more successful to, for two zone cooking hmm. and i'm going to see them tomorrow greg
0: is that an important uh judgment for you guys is the availability of of two zone cooking uh, i mean if i can just throw my own two cents in assuming it is uh i mean well, uh, I, I that shouldn't hold that much weight depending on what kind of cooker it is right
3: well no it 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 does um yeah, but if you're if you have a if you have
0: a big green egg or if you have a kamado, I don't think people are buying that under the pretense that I can or cannot do a two zone fire. You're going to put a play setter in there to to get your indirect heat, and you're going to take it away if you want to do grilling.
3: Well, it's it, it becomes an all or nothing thing. Either you're going to cook hot, or you're going to cook medium, or you're going to cook low and slow. But if you can set up two zones, you have the ability to it just it it opens up new more possibilities and even for a simple thing i know a lot of kamado guys don't do burgers and hot dogs on them but if you bring it down to a basic level even something like that it's it's nice to have because if you can have a safe zone where something is cooking really hot you can pull it off and put in the safe zone but moreover uh, if you're trying to do anything like reverse sear, we talk about that with kamados. It can be done, but um, it's it's more difficult. It's just it's it's a nice thing to be able to set up grills for two zones. Uh, most charcoal grills can be it can be done. A thing about ceramic kamados is once they heat up, that ceramic wall, that dome shape, yeah. it's it's not going to change. So if you want if you want to go low, you're fine. That's going to hold that temperature forever. Uh, but if you suddenly want to shift gears, go high, you're you're stuck there now. You know you don't have the two zones. And yes, they make these things that'll go at different levels, uh, so you can bring the cooking surface down closer to the burning charcoal. With uh, the Shokunin by uh, Kalamazoo, takes the opposite approach. They've made the body very deep so that in the charcoal grate can go through three levels so you can have it down way low for low and slow smoking or midway which they say is kind of the same distance that most kamado charcoal grates are from their uh primary cooking service or you can set the charcoal grate up high for searing or and you can split them as you can see in that picture you're showing right now you can have one down low one up high you can open up the intake vents on that left side you're circling there and close down the exhaust vents and then on the other side you can close down the intake vents and open the exhaust vents this is why it reminds me of the portable kitchen right design because then you get this cross ventilation going on um and uh it's just it's just cool but it's Kalamazoo Kalamazoo kind of exists in another world that we don't quite live in great.
0: <laughs> So I mean can you put a a real life that cooks great yet or you just were reviewing off of the information I have not that you had Tomorrow tomorrow's no, the no, day.
3: It's, well their reputation as well you know some brands have a certain reputation that we have that that have earned respect sure. but I, as I said I will get my hands on one tomorrow. I'm not going to be able to I, – I, the situation does not afford me the ability to do a, a long, low, and slow session, but our plan is to do some chicken and steak.
0: Where are you going to be and at I'm, for this?
3: Well, Kalamazoo.
0: Oh, you're going there. Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, hey, $6,000 grills, they don't usually send them to me. What can I tell you?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. They're like, oh. if you want it back, you got to come and get it, <laughs> but I might never be home for you to come back and get it. Um, so you're going to be, uh, doing some, uh, like medium to, to higher heat stuff. Like, what I, are you, what are you looking to, uh, test or evaluate? Is it, I mean, well, one uh, of
3: the, one of the big things I want to do, Greg, is I want to just get in there and rip the thing apart. And for, I told him, don't fire it up till I get there. Right. I'm going to take pictures. I'm going to do video so that all our readers can really see what it looks, what it is, yeah. you know? Uh, I mean, people who know something about grilling, like yourself and many of your listeners, if they can see this, see a uh, a particular product, they go, "Hey, I get what that's all about." So that's when I one of the first thing I'm looking for. But then the second thing, of course, is let's fire it up. Um, what can I say? You know, I I mean, proof is in the pudding, but. Um, uh, my expectations are high, and and I have to say I'll be surprised if they're not met.
0: Yeah, uh, six thousand uh, dollars for this is certainly high end. Do you think that they they happily charge what they charge and don't think twice about it? Am I saying that right? You know what I'm saying.
3: I think I know what you're saying. We I think we've talked about this before. Um, I don't know what their margins are. They're not a gazillion dollar company like Weber. Uh, I have no idea what their business model is. I I don't try to get into that. I just look at the products. But I think they want their price to be high. Um, I'm I'm not saying that they're overpricing their gear in any way. It's just that people who buy Kalamazoo, want to buy something most people don't have, just like a Ferrari or a diamond-encrusted Rolex watch, you know. It's like, look at what I got. And and it's, it's great. It's great, too. It's not like it's all just uh, bells and whistles and glitz. Right? It's excellent stuff.
0: Right. Ferraris drive well. Uh, diamond-encrusted Rolexes keep uh, precise time. I mean, there is <laughs> actual, uh, you know, nuts and bolts to the whole deal, so hopefully the cooker actually... Um, Holds up to its end of the bargain, but I mean, how much does this thing weigh? I mean, it looks like it might weigh eight hundred pounds.
3: I think it weight no, it, because what it's it's not ceramic. Remember, it's heavy, thick stainless steel. I don't know the gauge, but I know those guys don't go on the thin route with yeah. it. And it's all, of course, very really top quality stainless steel, and it has uh, glass fiber insulate two inches of glass fiber insulation. Wow. Cl- not uh, within. A welded stainless steel um, housing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I, it's not as heavy as a ceramic, but it's still rather heavy because they use very thick stainless steel. All
0: right. Uh, anything else to tie this one up before we move on? Oh, uh, well, uh, w- I wanted to talk about our
3: meetup in Memphis. No,
0: I meant the cooker, uh, Max. I meant the cooker. Oh,
3: cookers. Cook- oh, about this one. Oh, yeah. sorry. Sorry. I. Uh, I- We'll, um, next time. Yeah. Next time when we talk. Tomorrow's a big to day.
0: We'll have more reporting <laughs> after tomorrow, and we'll we'll see how it actually holds up under fire. Uh, the other one that I wanted to ask you about was this 3-in-1 Cuisinart, uh, which uh, definitely isn't a name that you typically synonymize. That's a word I've just made up with outdoor <laughs> cooking. But tell me a little bit about this. one.
3: Well, it, it is actually made by the Bolts Group, which uh, my understanding is they're kind of um, – some of the Brinkman people after Brinkman went down, really, uh, and they're they're doing, you know, a, a limited catalog uh, of, of different things. They're making this one for the Cuisinart brand, wow. and it's kind of the opposite. <laughs> Kalamazoo, this one's about three hundred and fifty bucks, wow. but I got to tell you, I like it. The reason they call it three in one. Is that it's a grill, obviously, a gas grill,, Do that. but they throw in a heavy duty, large cast iron uh, griddle, there it is, that hangs on the left side. and then they throw in a smoker tube that hangs on the right side. And the smoker tube, of course, you put in some wood chips and put it on top of the the burners and it creates a little bit of smoke. The griddle is wonderful. Anybody who's done any griddling, on any type of grill, knows how much fun it is and how wonderful it is for fish and small things like asparagus that go fall through your grates. The smoke tube, as anyone who has used one, uh, and maybe some would disagree with me. <laughs> I just, I just don't like smoking on a gas grill. Of course, I have the luxury of having real smokers. There's just nothing beats a dedicated. Uh, smoker in my view um, and the, 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 these a lot of these smoke boxes and tubes just come off to me as almost like window dressing mm. all the smoke blows right out the back immediately yeah and in, in this case their smoke tube is very difficult to replenish I didn't even try to do it Some of the smoke boxes you can lift them up while you're cooking and throw more chips in
0: My biggest concern is going to be while it's cute, the look-through window is going to be magically covered in grease. It's going to cake on, and it's going to be a pain in the ass to clean. Am I right or wrong?
3: You are absolutely right. And oh. so now, you, now you see it. Now you don't.
0: Yes. <laughs> but
3: that's why that's I said in my review, uh, which isn't up yet, but it will be up very soon, and I say this about all the windows, Um uh, just you know, try try to clean it before or after each cook if you want to use it. Otherwise, it's going to go black. And I've taken a razor blade to them things, and it still is a futile battle. Greg,
0: no doubt. It's uh, the three in one from Cuisinart, a five burner, three hundred plus bucks is max. I, I want to it.
3: give one more plug. It has a, it really has some. The burners themselves are not real powerful. They're only ninety six hundred BTU, but they the five of them within a modest. Cook surface mm. gives it a heat flux rating of something like 107. Oh, wow. It gets to 700 degrees with no sear burner. So you can crank this thing and do some serious searing.
0: Wow. All right. Uh, so let's tie it up here with the meetup uh, from amazingribs.com that's going to be in Memphis, Tennessee. And it's slated for summer next year, correct?
3: That is correct. Uh, July 31st through August 2nd. I'm referring to my notes here. Yep. Long distance information. Get you to Memphis, Tennessee. We're going to have a good time. Uh, we're going to be our our home base is the Peabody Hotel, which is a historic site. Yep. Beautiful, right by Beale Street, right in touch with all the events we're going to have. Like Mark Lambert, the incredible champion, award winning barbecue master. Mark Lambert is going to show us whole hog, amongst other things, in keeping with our region. There, we're going to do all an all pork type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh and just have a blast. You know, uh Forbes magazine calls this the ultimate barbecue lovers road trip yeah, event of twenty twenty, Greg. Come you on. better be there. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, uh it's it's a lot of fucking money, I'll
3: be honest. Come on, I was at uh I I've been <laughs> at one one day events with a celebrity chef. Yeah. Six hundred bucks per. Sixteen hundred bucks. Max day. is rich. One everybody, day. holy!
0: Somebody. Wow, <laughs> how are you? How are you floating sixteen hundred bucks a day, Max? What is what is my dad paying you? Holy moly!
3: My side business.
0: No doubt. Yeah. Oh, Black Swan. How about that? Oh. Look at you.
3: Yeah. Oh, well, you know. Black Swan, like, Black Heroin,
0: company? whatever. Same thing. <laughs> Um, so, uh, this is going to be next summer. Do you have any idea as far as how many tickets are left? Because I know the number is literally fleeting.
3: Yeah. Lim- it's limited. I would, well, uh, hurry up, hurry up. Go to amazing slash Memphis 2020, or just go to amazing where You can easily find your yep. way around it. Uh, but it's, uh, 637 bucks. If you signed up now, it's going to go up to 737 on November
0: 28th. So move, move quick. Move quick. It's right. space. And Max Good will be there, correct? You are confirmed. I
3: will be there. All right.
0: Wonderful. So uh, aside from Meathead, you will guarantee get to see Max Good, and I'm sure it's all downhill from there. After those two stars, oh. I mean, come on. who? How could you possibly Well, start? we're
3: looking forward to seeing all of you.
0: All right. Uh, amazingribs.com is the place to go for all barbecue grilling information. Max Good is here talking about the show Kamado-style cooker from Kalamazoo and the Cuisinart 3-in-1-5 burner gas grill. Max, as always, I appreciate the time. Thank you very much, Greg. Hope to see you soon. All right, there he is. Max Good. Good to have Max back in. Solid. Didn't have to get on the horn. Didn't have to do it. Glad we didn't have to. Didn't even think about it, to be honest. But It was a lot of good information being shared. Plus, a road trip. Sunday road trip for uh, Sunday. It's Tuesday. Wednesday road trip. For Max to Kalamazoo, Michigan to try this bad boy out. That's kind of exciting. Yeah. I wouldn't mind making that trip as well. Day job will screw that up immediately, but whatever. Uh, if you are interested in the write-up, go to AmazingRibs.com. I believe if you click under News tab, uh, couple down. It's called the Kalamazoo Shokunin Kamado Cooker. So Max did a distance review, and tomorrow he gets his hands on it for the first time, and we'll see how that review goes. All right, we're back to wrap the first hour. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This portion of the show is being brought to you by the Barbecue Central Show. You're welcome. Thanks again to Max for joining us. AmazingRibs.com is the website. Also, we turn around and thank... Jackie Milligan from Team Chupacabra. How about that... uh, item that she turned in that had like pineapple and cream cheese and bacon. I, I I got lost as soon as she mentioned pineapple on top of all that. I mean, I think one of the things that I love the most that I don't think about too much, one is turkey, but two is pineapple. I love pineapple. I love pineapple in the can. I love fresh pineapple. I love somebody that's cut up pineapple for me. I love it in slices and spheres and spears and chunks. I love all pineapple. I love pineapple liqueur when I used to drink, pineapple martini, pineapple tea, pineapple juice on the rocks. You name it. I love it. Also, if you're looking for a cheaper five-burner cooker, the Cuisinart 3-in-1, and Max said although the burners by themselves are low on the horsepower, they do generate a substantial heat flux, so quickly get to 700 degrees and then be wary of that window that peek window right of course no i don't like pineapple upside down cake i didn't think about that tns barbecue you caught me you caught me i'm not a big cake guy pie somewhat is there a pineapple pie somebody sent me a pineapple pie AmazingRibs.com for max I don't think Jackie Milligan has a website, or at least she didn't give me one, but she is uh, Team Chupacabra. We are pointing to the second hour where we have the embedded correspondence and more. Stick around. We'll be right back.